Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Example, uh, this, if you're in New Mexico, yourself, I think the most effective way to get an in-house to, job. I mean, to, if someone asked you where you're fired, um, I will be like, wow, that's so cool. This person's so nice. If the biggest market for my field is in a different state, do I apply to get the bar license or do I start emailing firms? Okay, no. Emailing firms, by the way, is dumb. You don't want to just email firms. Why would you You send a letter or you 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 make some sort of personal contact or you brand yourself with something? If the biggest market for fills in a different state, I guarantee you that whatever freaking work that you do, whatever state you're in, there is work for the kind of stuff that you do. You just have to get real granular here and make sure that you're marketing yourself to the opportunities that are really there. And very few people do that. Most people are like, oh, I need to move to a different state to do the work and email firm. You don't email firms. You you can, but you're better off mailing firms, meaning mailing them something. You're better off somehow making a personal connection. But if you just email firms, you're just going to be part of the noise. No, I think... You need to look at where you're at uh, now as opposed to looking at, there's nothing wrong with getting a bar license in another state uh, and going someplace where there's more work and there's nothing wrong with learning from a bigger firm or more important people in different markets. But honestly, you do not need to, emailing firms. I don't uh, think is uh, always going to be the, the smartest. I would send letters. I would do all sorts of things that are going to help you get more attention. And one of the things is I'm just sorry to keep coming back to this, but that if you're, example, I'll just, if you're in New Mexico, okay, so say you're in New Mexico and you want to be, and you're a patent attorney, just patent attorney firms in Santa Fe, to all these people, you'd say, oh, the biggest market for what I do is in freaking whatever, in Silicon Valley. But no, it's not. there's people all over, wherever you are in the country, do the kind of work that you want to do. And the smartest, that doesn't mean you, need to to move not work there but at the same time if you are able to do that i don't know what's going on but at the same time you need to get granular and look where you're at a lot of times that's my point okay and graduated from top 25 law school in 20 so one of the things i just want to say everyone is that and this is okay and i'm not critiquing this statement but everyone seems to define themselves based on the fact that they went to a top law school and I certainly went to a top law school, but it's not your career will be defined based on practice area you choose, based on uh, the, the work, the kind of work you do, based on uh, the amount of business you bring in, uh, based on type of attorney you are, all this sort of thing. So people uh, define themselves early on based on the law school they went to, which is good. And I don't, I'm saying this. I certainly uh, worked extremely hard to try to get into a good law school, but but I'm just saying it's not, you should define yourself going forward based on other things. I know people that are in their 80s that you can't spend more than five minutes with them if you're just meeting them for the first time. They won't tell you where they went to college, if it was MIT or Harvard or something. So it's just, you have to define yourself based on the career decisions you make. And that's more important in the long run, anything. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles and I don't, I couldn't tell you how many people, uh, know personally that went to Harvard Law School. I mean, it's huge numbers, like 20, 30. It's not, there's just, they don't think of themselves really any differently because there's so many of them. It's crazy, but it's just, I just would recommend everyone to find themselves based on law school. Now it's a big deal and it shows you're smart and all that kind of stuff. It's very competitive. 
but I would just go from But I graduated from a top 25 law school in 2022. I'm in Raleigh. What does marketing look like? Is it as simple as sending an email and making connections with attorneys? I just passed the bar on the third try after law school and have clerked at a state appellate court and want to become a litigator. What should I do to get experience? Okay, so now there's nothing wrong with uh, spending multiple tries taking the law and taking the bar exam. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I think it's a, taking the bar just so everyone understands is, is a question of it's a question of studying, not being smart, but studying. And, and that's really it. Some people are natural, but it's really about how much you study. And if you study and not feel passive, I wouldn't feel, and thank you for saying that you took three ties. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Okay, I want to be a litigator. What should you do with experience? So yes, if you clerk in the state appellate court, that's enough. You've learned about litigation and you need to find people to work with. If you are in Raleigh, that's a huge market. Keep coming back to this stuff. I just want everyone to see. You would just say litigation, litigation attorneys in Raleigh, North Carolina. And you get all these places and there's just tons of them. So there's plenty of places you can work. The law firms, look at this, it's crazy. Look at this number. So there are plenty of places that you can find to work. How do you find those places? You can email them. You can, can send them letters. I would send letters. I was, that would be smart. I'm just telling you how it works. But you can do that. You can connect with people. You can look for jobs. If you had those, I don't want to again promote my own companies because it seems a little self-serving, but if you did litigation, attorney jobs, jobs in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then Law Cross, this. So you have a legal job, litigation, attorney jobs in Raleigh, and you get all these things. Why is this good? I'm just, you have 10 pages of these jobs. Why is it good? It's just, it means that there's a ton of places that you can work and, and find positions. And if you use this, and there's 125 law firms. And I don't know what's going on there, but just lots and lots of places you can work. And these jobs, by the way, the reason this is smart is these are not, these are off of different websites and things that, or law firm websites and company websites. So there's plenty of jobs out there and I really wouldn't worry about it. Marketing means applying for things and finding places that no one else is applying to. So again, finding opportunities and creating opportunities. No one else is. What is that? So I, I just, a couple more points. When you're, what, finding opportunities that no one else is means you're, you've got to, you create a market for yourself. So if someone comes out with a, uh, I don't know, a, or something that, I don't know, blows in the dark and I don't know, but some new product, whatever the product is, the person's going to have to market it. They're going to have to find People market it. Sometimes, you know, in the, if someone's trying to market a new shampoo or something or beauty product, they might hire an influencer to, to do a post on Instagram about you do things all, any way you can to market your product. You you can you, you need to figure out how to market it and, and how to package it. So that's the way I would say. But yeah, if you clerked in the state appellate court would do a top law school, uh, you should have no problem getting a litigation job. There's tons of litigation jobs and it shouldn't be very difficult for you. And you can create a market by finding and asking people to help you find a job. It's not or asking people who they know or just, it's really not that hard. I would use law crossing. I would use Google. I would do whatever you can to find opportunities in that way. And it's going to um, help you um, quite a bit. 
atmosphere. There are varied opinions on the relevance of personal branding for in-house council positions. Could you shed light on how attorneys seeking roles in the corporate legal departments can tailor their branding strategy to allow them to align with the expectations of such employers? Okay, so guess what? I'm I will be the first to say this uh, because all I do are law firm placements. I don't do anything but law firm placements, and I am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, nor will I likely ever be, but I may be it, but I doubt it, um, of what you can do to get in-house positions. Uh, I don't know really much about it at all. So I do know about law firms. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So what I would say, and I can answer that as well as I can, is I would, I think the people that get, that I've seen get the best jobs in-house, the people that get the best jobs in-house tend to they tend to be able to package themselves and, and, and in terms of being an expert in something. An example would be someone might be franchise law, and then there might be an example of doing that inside of a law firm, and then they go to work for a franchise, something like that. So that's one way that tends to work, advising them, that works very well for people to try to, try to do practice areas like that. Then when attorneys get out over the long run, so you've been out a long time and maybe you're not doing a certain practice area, then you can become a generalist and help companies different things. So it could be video videos or raising money, all that sort of thing. So you can, so I guess my, my point to you is that in order to brand yourself, I think the most effective way to get in-house jobs is often to have a niche. So franchise law is an example. I've seen people I do very well. I'm getting into firms that way. Firms, a firm that's spending, a company that's spending $500,000 a year on franchise attorneys is going to be very happy if they can bring someone in house. They're maybe just spending a million dollars a year and they're going to be very happy if they can bring someone in house for 300 uh, to do the work. So that's one of the ways you can brand yourself. Um, the other thing is if you're a generalist and you have experience doing certain things, then you can often uh, get positioned that way. How do people get those roles a lot of times? If you are you no know, people that run private equity firms, people that run different types of companies, that can help as well. Again, I'm not an expert in getting house jobs. I wish. I'm sorry. Just done a lot of stuff. Okay. I really do appreciate all these questions. This is very. These are great questions. Okay. I previously applied to a large firm and got several interviews. Okay, it's good. They told me they were impressed with my candidacy, but seemed hesitant about the fact that I was switching friends. Happy for a few months, even though I tried to pitch them and why it was a step up. Oh, that's smart. So you're learning some of the stuff. I got silenced and eventually told them I decided to stay where I was at. And they told me they understood and please stay in touch and circle back. It did not 
in fact, work out of my firm, despite me working very hard and pulling lots of hours, is it pointless to reach out to the large firm and indicate I want to be reconsidered? Okay, so this is a good question. Yeah, loyalty is important for loyalty is important for firms. And you have to be careful. Like one of the benefits, and I'm not trying to scare people about applying to jobs, but one of the things that recruiters do that's fairly useful for a lot of people is they protect the, I don't know, a nun, they protect the identity of people because of a firm tells other people that they apply. I don't know. But the point is that you have to be careful sometimes with the firms you're applying to. And who knows if maybe it got back to your current firm. Probably not. It could have. So you have to think about that. Then the other thing is I would say is it's probably not a good idea to go back to that firm and ask for a position. You have to, every interview, you need every firm in, and plus interview, you need to appear, you need to appear chased and not chasing. So what does that mean? You need to appear uh, like you have options and like you are, they're lucky to get you. This is a deal. This is a good price. This is, you have better experience. They're getting the best of best in thing. So if you go on to a dating site and the person says, Hey, I'm really desperate. Please message me if you're interested. I'm having a really hard time meeting people. Maybe my background is not what people like. I don't know. But people don't do that uh, when they're trying to meet people of the opposite sex. People are the same sex, if they're whoever they're dating. People don't do that when they're trying to make friends. Like people don't appear desperate. So it's important to you to, to make sure that you appear strong the employer and that you have more to offer than they have to give and that and then they feel like they're getting a good deal i wouldn't circle back to them I, if your job didn't work out it could be based in the practice area whatever but there's a final thing that i would like to say about this particular thing and it's about relationship and sometimes if you're able to form a relationship with anybody that you're interviewing with not like a personal relationship but one where you're staying in touch and maybe they you're they're asking how you're doing or something. And that's always more useful than not having a relationship. So if you can figure out how to do that, a lot of times it's going to help you uh, tremendously with this sort of thing. So is it possible if they were concerned uh, about that, they probably they might've been. But another thing to understand is if they were that concerned, uh, they never would have brought you in for an interview. It sounds like you have some sort of marketable skills uh, that could be good. Um, but I, I don't know if I was you, would I go back to them? I think if you go back to them and, and tell them you lost your job, I think there's no way that's going to work out. So I would be very careful um, about that. And maybe uh, after you get a few years experience in another place, then you will go back to them. And I, I personally think uh, that you won't have a hard time getting a job because uh, that company firm would not have um, interviewed you if they thought um, you, you must have something that's quite marketable. But yeah, they're not, they're not going to, firms, by the way, they don't reject people because they say, oh, the experience isn't a fit. They don't reject people because, oh, whatever. It, someone brings you in for an interview. Most of the time, they really want to hire you based on your experience. It's yours to lose. And when they give reasons like that, it's a lot of times not something um, that you should take that seriously. You should worry that it's true. It's usually some other reason. Okay. I am someone who has periodically had a difficult time working for others. I received a lot of good feedback for my legal abilities and love the work. I am able to consistently uh, get good results. However, 
I find myself in conflict with people around me without getting into too much detail. What can I do to improve in this? So it's not too much of a disruption in my career. Okay, this is a good point. So first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. There, you're just the way you are. And and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being conflict with people. This is just um, the way you are. So a lot of times the best attorneys in different practice areas are exactly like you. I was talking to a candidate once that was in a law firm. There's a very famous attorney whose name I'm not going to bring up. And he kicked a trash can like across a library when he was mad about something. This is someone that was on TV and everything. And is apparently just a complete horrible person to work with. So there's nothing wrong with if you're a mean person or you fight with people. That's just who you are. You might be good at a lot of different practice areas. You might be good at personal injury. You might be good at defending your clients. I don't know. But this is just what a lot of people are. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're in conflict with people around you. That is a problem if you want to work for others and have a good experience doing that. But maybe you can put that to work in in certain ways that are useful for you. But how do you fix all this stuff of being in conflict with people around? So how do you fix it? And this question, so you fix it by by working on yourself. That would be that would be therapy and I don't know, therapy, et cetera. And and you can do it that way, or or you can workshops for people with anger problems, whatever. You can do it that way. You can do it, you can do it through medication. It's probably just not gonna help with anger, but you can do medication. You can take classes like Dale Carnegie, how to get along with people, et cetera. That's a et cetera. But I honestly, I would if it's necessary for you to stay employed, I would work on it. But I, at the same time, I don't think that you need to worry um, too much about this aspect. But I will say one thing about your anger. There's uh, soldiers and generals in any profession, most uh, soldiers and generals. So soldiers do the work, follow orders, basically do act as required to. And so if you're a soldier, that's basically what you do. And then, and you respect the hell out of hell out of authority. You do you do what they tell you to. They want you to jump on a bomb or something and save. You do whatever they tell you to. Generals give orders and 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 come up with strategy and whatever strategy. And then sorry, that's and then do whatever asked basically. Yeah, whatever. So that's you have to decide if you want to be a soldier or general. So if you are working in a firm and you're working for other people, working in a company, you need to be a soldier. Meaning you need to. At some point, and if you do a really good job, you're going to become a general. If you're a soldier, absolutely, positively uh, cannot fight with generals. So you need to decide what you want to be. Now, a lot of people are just naturally generals. Like they can never work for other people. And if that's the case, that's perfectly fine, too. Then you need to start your own thing. But there's nothing wrong with um, the way you are. You can certainly change with medication, courses, and therapy. Uh, but maybe you're going to be better off doing something on your own. And by the way, there's a lot of people like you. There's partners and firms that are just complete issues with anger and stuff, but you need to do whatever you can. Yeah. I was reading this next person's question. Just say this question. So is it dishonest? Oh, Sorry, I'm trying to get another question going here. Thank you, by the way, for all these questions. People are asking great questions and you have a, some more coming up. So this is helpful. Is it dishonest to say you left a firm when you were fired in an interview? Probably, but a couple things. So if you are fired, 99%, maybe 97%, I would say 95% of firms 
will never say you were fired. They just won't. They will. So they just won't do it. You can, whatever. But so it's not, it's like no one will ever know most of the times. Sometimes they will. No one, one will ever. So that's the first thing. Now, you could possibly say you were fired if you want, but, but your job as an attorney is to argue and make good arguments and get people, this is what attorneys are supposed to do, and get people on your side to believe or whatever you're trying to say. So is it dishonest to say you were left or from when you were fired? I would say you say something else. You say there wasn't enough work. You say people were leaving. You say that they were they, I was hired to do this and I didn't have enough of that. Or you say that, whatever. But you say other things that may not say you were fired, but you can poke holes in the firm that aren't bad saying bad things about them while saving your reputation. So that's your job as an attorney. Attorneys go around, if your client, you're representing someone did something illegal, you're not going to say they did something illegal. You're just going to poke at it a different way. So you would Admitted, you would change the conversation, you would point things at other people. So you don't ever want to say, if you want to say you're fired, you can't. And you can see what happens. People do, almost all attorneys get fired at some point in their career, even the best ones. So it's not something that you can, you can fix in the future and you'll get better. But I would just recommend most of the time not to say uh, you were fired. I would say something else. That would be me. It's up to you. But I would change the conversation or direct it in another way. But yeah, it would be dishonest, it would be dishonest to, I mean, to, if someone asked you were you fired, then you could change the conversation. You could say, I was, there was not a lot of work or partners were, I don't know, something. Anyway, you get the idea. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Thank you for answering my earlier question. There's still some other questions too before that, but I'll answer this one first. My earlier question regarding the new associate who lost a position on a separate issue. I had a very nasty party with my firm. Party with my firm. I was getting feedback my first six months. According to the firm's internal billables, I was one of the most profitable associates at the firm. However, none of this matters. I ended up on a case with a partner that was spiraling out of control. And the moment he could point out point to something he felt it did wrong. He basically wrote an email copying my boss, crushing me, and put all his weight trying to blame me for the faults of the case. I tried to push back politely, but I lost my job within days because a powerful partner was out to give me. The firm didn't give me severance or time to look for a job. Why was the firm so vindictive? What went wrong here? Okay, great question. And uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. And that's pretty crappy. And, and I'm sure that's not easy. So let's break this down. So let me just see here. Okay. So here's what happens a lot of times. So this is, this is many times what happens. So partners will, and I don't know if this happens here, but in every firm, partners will make mistakes. Those mistakes may be, the partner may have been working for uh, another partner's client, who knows. But what partners will do a lot of times is, so they, if they made a mistake or they weren't supervising you properly or whatever, that they will try to look for people to blame so the 
false nine on them and then they look better to the to the other partner. Sometimes the same thing happened to them when they were younger, that someone they're just following some kind of pattern that listen to someone and no matter what you did, you would be in that situation. That could happen too. Sometimes you just don't know what happened. Or they, you may have had something else happen. But generally, if you're fired from a firm, like it's and you're billing a lot of hours, they're they're going to lose money if they fire you. They're going to need to get someone else trained. It doesn't always look good to the client when uh, the person is person switching. So you, you have to think about what could have happened uh, exactly there and and why are you getting blamed? And maybe there's some stuff you did wrong, maybe not. But here's the point is in the first five years of any attorney's career, first five years, you're really, you're really learning and, and it's not, you're learning, learning and it's not really fair for, for you to have responsibility for almost everything that you're doing. But especially in the first one year or uh, two years, it's pretty difficult for you to, you should not, and this is just my opinion, but from what I've seen, if you're smart enough, you're keeping up with what's going on, and you make a stupid mistake and stuff, these are just learning experiences. They're not necessarily something uh, that you should be getting fired for. That's just my opinion. And many times the firm is firing you for something like that. Maybe they're looking for a reason to fire you that has nothing to do with you. It could be about money. It could be about who knows. It could be about a lot of things. But you shouldn't, if I were you, I wouldn't really feel too much if you're a junior associate because junior associates make problems all the time, have problems all the time. Obviously, they were mad. I don't know exactly what happened, but here are the lessons that I think young attorneys should learn. The first one is you have to be. This is the. These are. I'm just bringing this up. But the lessons are you. You know, you need to be as careful with everything as possible. Not make and meaning incredibly emotive, incredibly more so than you've ever been incredibly attentive to details and, and watch them. And then, and then you need to protect. And so then there's the soldier versus generals. So then you need to be watching to make sure whatever you do, that you're not, that you're not making those mistakes or you're not upsetting uh, generals. So you want to be, you want to follow orders. You want to basically be solicitous to them by finding, by helping them in whatever way they can, ways they don't anticipate things and just being very careful of everything and then doing whatever you can not to make errors. And again, there's nothing wrong um, with you having um, made these errors, but you just need to learn from it. And and it doesn't sound like you lost a case or did anything that bad. So I don't really know why the firm is reacting that way. And it's not fair, but you will encounter people like this all the time. So my first job was working for a, that doesn't matter, but yeah, I was working for a judge and uh, in my first like month there, I made a really stupid mistake where I was, where instead of I was, did all, was doing all these prisoner petitions where people were doing these petitions to get out of uh, prison and for different crimes. And, and they were just these form things where you were just denied. And it's just scary now that I think about if I was a prisoner. But then I would give them to the judge for signature. And anyway, so then I had this one and for whatever reason, I said, granted, type granted in there instead. And so I gave it to him and he was like, he called me in his office and closed the door. And this is freaking outrageous. The guy wouldn't have been let go. It would have been caught. But you almost let this convicted the person in a prison. And very funny. It never would have happened, but a horrible mistake. And so then I'm just completely uh, obsessed with details. I'm sending this guy for 
it's nine or 10 months there. But what had happened was he and I were, I, I just, I was working with this court reporter that had all these awful things to say about him. And I would go golfing with her and he would see me talking to her and knew what was going on and, and knew I wasn't on his side with the political way he was approaching things. And so he basically didn't like me. It was looking for a reason to, I wasn't comfortable with me. And like my, the fact that I didn't support him, which is absolutely right. And so was looking for me to make mistakes. And, and then I wrote him a memo about something, and which I wasn't even asked to write. And he found an error in that and called me in his office and was very upset about it and mad. And I realized that because of all that, I was going to probably lose my job if I didn't do something. I went to talk to him and ended up leaving without getting fired, but pretty close to it. So basically, because I wasn't supporting him, he didn't feel like I had my head back. Uh, and, and he had every right to basically, I would have been fired had I realized what was going on. So he had every right to do that. And your employer, whoever this person was, may not have felt supported because if, if people support you, if they feel like you support them, then they will overlook any error. They will come, they will help you if you make errors. So you have to understand that it's not, you have to basically, people want to feel like you have their back. And if they feel that way, um, they're going to be much more likely they'll overlook all this stuff. And if you had a connection with this person, like you, some kind of connection where you're nice to them or you, I don't know, you shared some, per, something like that could, it would have been very helpful. This person says, never contact for, don't have jobs. I feel like I'm annoying them, which I read an email. Okay, you cannot care about that. So it says, whenever I contact firms directly that don't have jobs listed, I feel like I'm annoying them. What should I write in an email that will not irritate them? So what doesn't what doesn't irritate people is when you write to them and you say nice things to them. Thanks to people. So if someone writes me and they say, very few people do this, I think that um, this is just awesome what you did regarding this and this. Um, I will be like, wow, that's so cool. This person's so nice to me. Wow. And that's how I will think. So that's how you should think too. Like you, if you want people to, if you, you say nice things to people, you tell them they're, that you were impressed with this or this. And, and no one, people say nice things to you. How do you feel? So that's one of the ways of marketing yourself. But the other thing I would just say is you, if you're a, if you're a trying to get business from someone, if you're an attorney, you don't just, People cold call. They do. This is what attorneys do. They have to go and get business. So there's, you're not annoying anyone. You have to, that's your job is to go out and try to get people interested in this stuff. Okay. I think that's all the questions. I certainly appreciate everyone being on this today. I'm going to do another probably next week, another uh, marketing related one that I think will be a marketing, but a way to get positions effectively using marketing type things next week and i think i certainly appreciate everyone being on this webinar and it was long but i think next week will be pretty interesting as well and thank you everyone that's all the time we have for this edition of the show if you are an attorney looking for a change head on to bcgsearch.com